This is Toledo Symphony Lab, a behind-the-scenes look at the world of classical music from WGTE Public Media and your Toledo Symphony. I'm Brad Cresswell, and joining me today in the studio are the Toledo Symphony's music director, Elaine Trudell, the TSO's president and CEO, Zach Vasser, and we have a very special mystery guest who I'll, I'll introduce you in just a few moments. But we do want to say that today's episode is all about Art Tatum. It is uh, from a concert that's happening on Saturday, May 6th at 8 o'clock p.m. at the Toledo Museum of Art Peristyle, the Toledo Jazz Orchestra with pianist Larry Fuller, The Art of Art, talking about Art Tatum. Mm -hmm. Well, I may as well introduce you since you're at the microphone. Johnny Widener, did I say that correctly? Yes. Yeah. Johnny, you you didn't know you were going to be on Symphony Lab, did you? No, I did not. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us a little bit about you as we get going here. Um, I'm a senior at Perrysburg High School, and I play the violin, and next year I will be double majoring um, in music education and violin performance at the University of Michigan. That's wonderful. Well, you are also shadowing today, for lack of a better term. You're, you're following Elaine Trudell around and seeing what conductors normally do. I assure you, this is not what conductors normally do, <laughs> but... <laughs> But it's great to have you here, and uh, thanks for coming on air at the last minute (laughs) and telling us a little bit about yourself. So let's talk about Art Tatum, and I actually have uh, the Art Tatum story here, and I don't know, you want to read that for us? And I have some music for you, and you you can give us your best dramatic reading, all right? Let me pull up some music for you. Oh, Art Tatum was a piano prodigy born in Toledo, Ohio in 1909. He was blind in one eye and had limited vision in the other, but that didn't stop him from becoming one of the greatest jazz pianists of all time. Tatum started playing the piano while still a toddler and quickly showed an exceptional talent for music. He was a regular performer in local clubs and theaters as a teenager and eventually made his way to New York City in the 1930s. When Tatum arrived in New York, he was already a musical sensation. His lightning-fast runs, complex chords, and innovative harmonies left audiences in awe. He was the talk of the town, and jazz musicians flocked to see him play. One night, when Tatum was performing at a club in Harlem, the legendary jazz pianist Fats Waller walked in. Waller was a big fan of Tatum's playing and couldn't resist the chance to challenge him to a piano battle. Tatum accepted the challenge, and the two men sat down at the pianos. They started off playing together, but it wasn't long before Tatum pulled up all the stops and began improvising with lightning-fast runs and mind-bending harmonies. Waller tried to keep up, but he couldn't match Tatum's technical prowess. After a few minutes, Waller threw up his hands in defeat and declared Tatum the winner. From that day on, Tatum's reputation as a piano virtuoso only grew. He continued to astound audiences with his incredible talent and remains a legend in the world of jazz to this day. Great job. Well done. I want listeners to know that Johnny did not know that was coming, (laughs) and you did a phenomenal job. I would have been so much more nervous than you were. You can tell that you are a true musician. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So now that we know all about Art Tatum, I guess we can call it a day, right? (laughs) (laughs) Elaine, you are directing the Toledo Jazz Orchestra. You're the artistic director of that organization. You've done a lot of concerts that have touched on different personalities. Mm -hmm. But Art Tatum is special not only because he is 
you know, one of the legendary artists of jazz of his time, but also he's from Toledo. I, I mean, know. can uh, you talk a little bit about Art Tatum for us? Oh, yes. I, you know, um, one of the the first things I, first events I, I thought of doing when uh, we're talking with the, the great people of the Toledo Jazz Orchestra is that, you know, it was appealing to me right away. I said, oh, yes, I want to do this. And one of the reasons is because I want to do a program on Art Tatum. Now, there's a big challenge because Art Tatum was a piano virtuoso. He was a great musician. You know that, uh, and maybe it's in your quiz, I'm sorry, but <laughs> you know that the Rachmaninoff and Rubenstein got together after after listening to him, and, he, and they said, it's a good thing he didn't play classical music. Mm -hmm. We'd be in big trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's not my quiz, but <laughs> okay, <good. laughs> you're safe. Very good. So th the challenge in paying tribute to Art Tatum with a jazz orchestra is that he didn't write anything for jazz orchestra. So for us, it's like, it was a it's a great idea, you know, to to talk about its artistry. But how do you translate that to uh, with a jazz orchestra? So yeah. okay, so the first thing on our program, we invited a great another great Toledo pianist who has mm -hmm. a big international career. Uh, so and, and and Zach will talk a little bit more about Larry. Uh, sure, yeah, Larry uh, Fuller. Yeah, yeah, Larry Fuller, is amazing pianist, uh, different style, different era. But I thought we'd link, you know, a great pianist from well, great not great pianist from the past, the legendary. I mean, you know, the, that's the how do you say it's it's how you it's how you you have the reputation of saying. Are you, you'll never be great, as great as Art Tatum in life, you know? <laughs> but Larry's amazing and another great artist from the present. So that's one thing. But more than that, I think we have to, like we did also when we do music, as, as you said, of different people, different personality we like to celebrate. Because um, I, I don't see this as a very different from classical music programming. Yeah. I mean, because, you know, like the Duke Ellington program, we did a lot of research, uh, works people knew, works people didn't know as, as much. And going back to the original text, you know, the original way that Duke Ellington and his ensemble played. Now, for Art Tatum, I went and I went, okay, what are the pieces that, you know, he was he made famous, that made him famous, that he made the pieces famous? What was the repertoire that he played? What's the Art Tatum's, you know, core repertoire? And from his era, what would be representative of the era that the, he evolved, that, that, that he played in? And also, <clears throat> I have a little surprise. I, I called up one of my really good friends, amazing arranger, because if you're going to take any Art Tatum song and, and make an arrangement of them, you have to know that there's barely any um, any music, like written music of his solos. I mean, there, there are books of uh, some Art Tatum, you know, music. And some, some of the solos, yeah, some people have transcribed them. But the ones I needed did not exist. So I had to phone <laughs> one of my friends, Richard Savignac, amazing arranger, amazing set of ears. It's uh, ridiculous. Because he had to lift them from the, the, the recording. So when uh -huh. we say lift them in, in jazz, it means, you know, you have to write it as you hear it. You know, and then, but you can't really slow it down or anything. So you do a little bit, then a little bit, and he plays so many notes in one second. That yeah. uh, so, what we did. So there's repertoire from his era. There's repertoire that was his core repertoire, like Tiger Rag, like T four two, very very uh, uh, Willow Whip for me. You know, and th those are you know basic Tatum repertoire. You know the the, uh, the standards, and there's a. I found some of his composition because people don't really know his, his, his real composition. And there's a set of pieces that are called, they're all made, all the titles are from uh, Precious Stones, mm. you know. And I put them together as a suite. 
and we call it, uh, uh, well, I call them uh, Art Tatum's uh, Hidden Gems, yeah. or we're going to call them probably the Tatum Gems Suite or something like that. Yeah. But but uh, so we commissioned Richard to Richard to to write a suite for that. So it's a, it's a long piece. And what he did is, that, yes, we have exactly the style that he played, the intro he played, but also some of the solo harmonized for the entire saxophone section mm. and they're harmonized for the trumpet section. So it's... Uh, it's very challenging to play. It's yeah. challenging on the piano. You have to imagine, you know, five saxophone or, or everybody in the band playing together like that. So we're going to pay tribute by <laughs> practicing like crazy. That's one thing. <laughs> but uh, it, it's, it's a mix of standard repertoire. There will be a lot of music that people know. For example, I can give you some titles if you want. Yeah, uh, go ahead. Program. Let's hear it. So uh, well, we, we start with Begin the Begin. That was, uh, and you'll see a lot of pieces from the 20s and the 30s. Will it weep for me? I said, but you know, things like Body and Soul, a Foggy Day. Mm-hmm. Foggy Day was one of its big yeah. standards. Uh, the Man I Love, uh, Stomping at the Savoy. Yesterday's was one of his oh, really, yeah. really mm-hmm. big pieces. And that I have to say, I'm, uh, I found a nice arrangement, very simple. That one, <laughs> there's one simple arrangement in the concert is that. And, uh, and also, you know, a Sweet Georgia Brown. So a lot of music people know, and often we, we associate with him or not, but mm-hmm. it will bring people uh, to have an appreciation yeah. of him and the two arrangements, uh, of course, the, the hidden gem suite that will play in somewhere in the second half, which takes a good part of the second half of the program. And the first half, we're going to also play this arrangement of uh, T42. Yeah. And it's very virtuosic for, for the, the, the jazz orchestra. But it's basically what you hear from if you take his recording, the, the most famous one of his recordings. And it's, uh, it's basically transcribed almost note per note plus open section. So it's going to be a mix like playing as he played. And open section, which means sections to improvise on for the members of the orchestra. So they're, they're going to improvise. And we see the, the, how inspired they're going to be by, by that or how they're going to shine through their own musicality also. So mm-hmm. it's because, uh, you know, I, I, I think a jazz ensemble, it's not, you know, it's not uh, by chance that it's, it's really one of the great way to represent America also because, you know, it's coming together but it's the force of all the individual playing together. Yeah. It's not the force of just being together. You know, it's not just the group, it's the strength the strength of the individuals making a group together. Absolutely, willingly, yeah. you know. Well, you mentioned T for two and mm-hmm. we're talking about Art Tatum. I just want to get in people's ears what he was capable mm-hmm. of, the way he played. This is a recording of Art Tatum playing T for two, which he recorded a few different times. This is from nineteen thirty three. Let's listen in. Thank you. 
First thing that comes to mind is how do you transcribe all those notes? <laughs> <You know? laughs> those runs are just outstanding. Yeah. There, there are points when it just the the invention that's happening live is stupefying. Yeah, Art Tatum, Toledo son, also yeah. just one of the great jazz artists in history. You know, there's a story that because we and and Johnny, you mentioned this in your your Art Tatum story. It, that he was nearly blind. He had mm. limited vision in one eye, and he was totally blind in the other eye. And there's a great story that he heard pianists, uh, like duo pianists playing. Mm-hmm. And he thought they were. And one. he thought they yeah. were a single piano, so mm-hmm. he just did it. Yeah. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And it, this sounds like what we just heard. It sounds yeah. like a piano duo. It sounds like two pianos, or at least piano four hands. Yeah, it does. Going at it. Amazing. My favorite part of that recording is the last note. So after all these crazy runs and, and, and invention, he just goes, bum. <laughs> but, but, it's, <laughs> but that's his signature, huh? Yeah. Like, you know, tap, da, 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 rock money off. And his signature is, boop, boop, yeah. to, yeah. to finish. Uh, it's like at the end of the Rhapsody on a theme of Paganini. Yeah. So there's a story about, um, you, you mentioned, Ali, the idea of... Um, uh, Rachmaninoff and Rubinstein going mm-hmm. to to hear him. Horowitz was fascinated by uh, Art Tatum, and you know, Horowitz is known for some kind of whiz bang piano moments yeah. as well. His transcriptions are I can incredible. See a, a relationship between the two, and, yeah. and they were they were acquainted to the point that there there's a great old recording. Um, well, Horowitz is very old at this point. Is probably one of the later interviews that he gave, uh, but he tells a story about his relationship with Art Tatum. 
And uh, Horowitz had uh, gone to a lot of his performances because, you know, Horowitz, Rachmaninoff, Stokowski, all these guys would just want to see how he does what he does, which is amazing that they would, you know, sometimes sneak into jazz clubs just to watch another pianist. But um, that's how much he was admired. So Horowitz tells a story that he um, went to go see Art Tatum perform, uh, told Art that he was there, and uh, he had Horowitz had prepared uh, Tea for Two. So he gets up on stage and plays his version of T for Two, this famous classical pianist playing uh, a jazz tune that he was very excited to to show off for Art, but he asked that Art then play his version because he wanted to end on, on jazz as opposed to end on classical interpretation. And um, <laughs> so Horowitz does his 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 performance and then Tatum comes out and I'm probably getting some details wrong here but Tatum comes out and, and plays his performance probably very similar to what we just heard and afterwards Horowitz goes up to him and says I need to hear I, I need to hear that again can I have uh, your sheet music and Tatum says oh no that was completely improvised and at that point Horowitz says I knew I would never play T for two in public again <laughs> yeah Definitely. You yeah. can see where that was headed. Yeah. There are lots of great stories about Art Tatum. You know, he played like with flat hands as opposed to curved fingers. He, mm-hmm. he kept everything flat. And sometimes you would just see his hands moving up and down the keyboard and you would barely see his fingers moving because of the way that he played the piano. There's also another great story told by one of his um, uh, friends who saw him many times perform, and they performed on on pianos that had, like, stuck keys because they would go on tour or what have you, and the keys would be stuck. So you could play it, but, but it, it would stick yeah. closed. And so while he was playing scales with his right hand, he was unsticking keys <laughs> with his left hand, and then he'd go back and play with his left hand. At the same time, he'd unstick the keys with his right hand. Because <laughs> he had perfect pitch, he knew exactly which notes he had to unstick. That's incredible. And he did it all without breaking a sweat. I mean, yeah. it was like, okay, you know, that's just part of his show. That's part yeah. of the music, yeah. was unsticking those piano keys. That's incredible. Pretty amazing. I do have a Art Tatum quiz. And I've got a little music here, and we'll go for it. And Johnny, feel free to join in along with Elaine and Zach in our <laughs> quiz. Let me pull up a little music here. Okay. This is a true or false quiz, so all you do is write T or F, right? True or false. First question, and, and we don't say it until we go back. Before he decided on piano, Art Tatum played the clarinet. True or false? Les Paul became a guitarist because of Art Tatum. True or false? Hmm. Here's a quote. You tell me if this is an Art Tatum quote or not. The wise musicians are those who play what they can master. Is that a quote of Art Tatum? True or false? Art Tatum's style can be partly traced to his thinking that the duets he heard were played by one person, so he did the same. All right, well, forget that question because we already answered it. No, but I just got one right. (laughs) (laughs) Art Tatum was born two months before another famous Tatum, Ed Tatum, who won a Nobel Prize. Is that true or false? Art Tatum learned to read sheet music in Braille. True or false? Here's another quote. Tell me if this is an Art Tatum quote or not. There is no such thing as a wrong note. 
true or false? Once when Art Tatum walked into a bar he was playing at, Count Basie declared, I only play the piano, but tonight God is in the house. Hmm. Is that true or false? And remember, one of Art Tatum's albums was called God is in the house, (laughs) actually. Two more questions. His mother played the guitar and his father, Art Tatum Sr., was a pianist. True or false? And the final question, he learned to pick out hymn tunes on the piano by ear when he was just two years old. True or false? Okay, let's go back. Some of these are trick questions because they're a little, you know, it turned things around. You never. (laughs) So before he decided on piano, he played clarinet. That's false. He actually played the violin. Ha. Les Paul became a guitarist because of Art Tatum. That is true. Les Paul tells a story that he was playing piano with Jackie Gleason in his band, and he heard Art Tatum, and he decided to give up the piano. He was playing piano, by the way. He decided to give up the piano, and he moved to the guitar. <laughs> Lucky for us and all guitarists who play right. uh, yeah. Les Paul guitar. <laughs> One of these days, Art. <laughs> yeah. The, the quote, the wise musicians are those who play what they can master. That is false. It was Duke Ellington who said that. Hmm. And Art Tatum's style can be partly traced. Well, we did all that, the duet thing. That's true. That's the one question that Zach got right. Watch it. <laughs> okay. And Art Tatum was born two months before another famous Tatum, Ed Tatum, who won a Nobel Prize. He won that Nobel Prize in physiology for showing that genes control individual steps in metabolism. So that's true. Hmm. Okay. He learned to read sheet music in Braille. Let me pull up the music here again. Yes, he did. That's true. Here is a quote. Tell me if it was Art Tatum. There is no such thing as a wrong note. That is an Art Tatum quote. That's true. Once when Art Tatum walked into a bar he was playing at, Count Basie declared, I only play the piano, but tonight God is in the house. That's false. It was Fats Waller, not Count Basie. (laughs) Oh, but the the quote is true. No, the quote is true. All right. Okay. His mother played the guitar and his father played the piano. Actually, it was the other way around. His mother was a pianist. His father was a guitarist. (laughs) (laughs) There was too much specificity there. I presume something must be false. Yeah. Yeah. And he learned to pick out hymn tunes on piano by ear when he was just two years old. That is false. He was actually three years old. (laughs) Oh. I think you say when he was one year old. (laughs) Yeah. No, he was three years old when he started doing that. So how did we do on that quiz? Johnny, did you get any of those right? Somehow I only got two wrong. Wow. Really? I was guessing. Wow. Johnny, everybody on the radio, um, you have to understand, Johnny is sitting in Merwin's chair. <laughs> <laughs> that explains it. The so that, that's your approach to all your tests in school, right? Yeah. That's how she did so well on the SATs. Oh, okay. <laughs> How'd you do, Elaine? I also got two wrong. Okay. Well, that's not bad. How many did you get right, Zach? Well, Brad... Unfortunately, I happen to be sitting in Zach Vassar's chair, so I only got one, two, three, four, five, six correct. So our winner, actually, because you've been so gracious to join us today, Johnny Widener is our winner. All right. How How does that make you feel, Johnny, in terms of all the awards and accolades you've received in your life? Where does winning this quiz rank? This is just the greatest honor of all time. Excellent. The greatest honor of all time. Yeah. (laughs) It's like when we did the Yo-Yo Ma podcast, his greatest honor was receiving the Fred Rogers Award. 
Yours, Johnny, is winning the quiz on... Yeah, right here today. Toledo Symphony <laughs> Lab. Greatness in the moment. <laughs> yes. Speaking of greatness, you have a wonderful pianist coming to play this Art oh, Tatum yeah. concert. You want to talk a little bit about Larry Fuller? Sorry. Larry Fuller. Um, yeah, so <laughs> when Johnny was talking about a piano prodigy born in Toledo, Ohio... Um, it, she could have been talking about Art Tatum or Larry Fuller, both from from here. Um, like Alain Trudel, he is a Yamaha artist, <laughs> so um, they 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 both bring that claim to fame. But he doesn't have a mouthpiece named after I, him. I, right? I would hope not. <laughs> <laughs> Toledo audiences may have seen him before. He's I know he's played at the Glass Salon. He had a wonderful. Um, appearance at Lucille's last year. I was so chagrined not to be able to get a ticket to that. Um, but he is a real old school jazz pianist. And um, three of my favorite uh, jazz musicians, all played with Diana Krall, by the way, uh, were um, Ray Brown, Jeff Hamilton, and John Pizzarelli. Mm. And um, Larry worked with all three of those gentlemen in, in their trios. So he's just like a real jazz pianists jazz pianist um so i can't wait to see him work with the tjo and work with elaine mm -hmm. so uh it'll be a great homecoming for him and uh, i think the audiences are in for a huge treat you know i've always been fascinated whenever i see anybody improvise jazz at the piano yeah. and everybody has their own kind of personality their own stamp mm -hmm. that they put on those solos and first of all, it's just the technique is completely mystifying. The fact that you can play all those scales and have it fit harmony. Like what we heard Art Tatum do was go through different harmonic yeah. progressions mm -hmm. yeah. and he'd visit, you know, a different key for just a split second and then shift back. It's so rich and so mm -hmm. interesting. And I imagine watching it live in the house would yeah. be quite an experience as well. And, and paying tribute, you know, we look back, so, I mean, I had this conversation earlier this week. Depending on how you look at it, the history of jazz is either very long or very short. Mm -hmm. And um, I remember when uh, when Benny Goodman did his famous uh, Carnegie Hall concert, which legitimized jazz by doing it at Carnegie Hall. That was, I think, 1938. And um, there was a part of that second set was called The History of Jazz. And I think it's so funny that in 1938, they were already celebrating the history of jazz, right? Yeah. Um, but Tatum comes from that time. So there was still a huge amount of invention. And mm -hmm. now we have people like Larry Fuller and uh, Harry Connick Jr. who are all, you know, kind of inspired by Art Tatum and can take some of what Art did and create their own versions of that, their own improvisations. But... Art was playing at a time when everything was new. The landscapes had yet to be drawn. So when we think about celebrating the art of art, there's a lot of that sense of, of chronic invention. And I loved hearing about your charts, Alain, when you're talking about everybody harmonizing within the section. Because, you know, that's what he was doing on the keyboard. It was just incredible. A very complicated way of approaching it. Well, and you have to, we look at music very often from the, of course, which is normal for the point where of our contemporaries, where we live, where we, but you know, the right, right way, the, the way to really understand is to look before that time, looking yeah. forward, yeah. instead of looking backwards from mm -hmm. where we are, because then, then, then you see the sense of uh, amazement, the marvel, invention, revolutionary things, because if you go back in 1930, and you hear what we're hearing from him, imagine, uh, we're already impressed now, we're already, we can't even 
you know, explain it now. Imagine at that time where they're basically their tunes that were show tunes, right? They're all tunes from Broadway musicals. Yeah, and yeah. and he takes that and they, now we say the American song, but we say the standards. They didn't call it that then. Mm-hmm. They just said, well, I'm going to play that tune from, yeah. uh, from, from, from that show because it seems like a good melody and I'll do mm-hmm. something around it. And for him to go around and to make, in jazz, we call it changes, so that the harmony, the chords that go under the melody, we call them changes. <clears throat> so to 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 have all these alternate changes that go there and just come up with that. And like when Richard was making the arrangement, he would call me and say, "Did you did you hear that change?" <laughs> that, that, yeah. Wow! I mean, this is something you would do now. Yeah. But that's almost 100 years ago. Yeah. I mean, we're t- 2023. Yeah. He was doing this in the 1920s and, yeah. and, and yeah. 30s. It, well, it, it gives a sense of being alive to mm-hmm. the music because it's kind of like snaking its way through and testing out different, yeah. you know, harmonies, different flavors, and saying, nope, that's not where I want to go. Yes, I'm going to go this way. And it really gives a sense of that improvisatory feel True. brings a sense of life mm-hmm. to the music itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so something that you just said, Ali, made me think about this, but there's a uh, <laughs> there's a great album called Piano Starts Here, uh, Art Tatum, but it's all music recorded in the 30s. Um, if you listen to that, it's much like we heard earlier. It's uh, It sounds old. Um, Sony had some technology where they could take a recorded performance and put it onto a modern piano and re-record these yeah. um, in a modern acoustic. And they did it for that album. The re-performance. The re-performance series yeah. or something like that. And, and they did it for Glenn Gould. They did it for a bunch of pianists, but they did it for Art Tatum on that album. And um, if you listen to that and you can like take the you know, ghost of <laughs> Art Tatum performing on a modern piano out of your mind, it sounds like something that you'd absolutely hear today. Yeah. And uh, but when you go back ninety years and you think about how that was done, it's just you if know you, if you discovered it in reverse, your exactly. mind would just go yeah. crazy. Well, no, but that's the way that it happened, right? Yeah, it's one before two. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> but but what you're talking about, I was in Japan, uh, you know, working for the the instrument company, and and I went to Sony, and uh, they had that. The Artata, yeah. but you also see while they perform, it's like a player piano, right? Yeah. So you see the the keys go down. <laughs> They're all down. I was just <laughs> trying to follow the keys. It was good. Yeah. It looked like whoa. <laughs> so just that. So imagine just coming up with it. I mean, some of it is automatic. I mean, scale is a scale, but it's not just that. It's a scale going into, like you said, different tonalities and oh, yeah. the sense of invention and. The freshness of his playing always. So, yeah. anyway, we're gonna we we're doing freshness of arrangements. They're not all <laughs> arrangements. No, because we're not. <clears throat> I thought it would be a little bit boring for the audience to have all arrangements from exactly in the same style. Yeah. So, for example, um, yesterday's is a bolero. <laughs> the arrangement of it, it's very nice. It's it's beautiful, but it's a more. So a real bolero, not the Ravel. No, no, not the Ravel. Because I had the Ravel in my head, and that led to something else, and that led to something else. No, no, but there's arrangements that I think we're doing one that's two that are like were arranged for the Stan Canton band. We're doing the opening one, begin the begin, is the one that Doc Severinsen used to play. So they're all tunes like that, but with different outlooks, you know, from the past, from now, from so it's a mix of all of that, but and I. I think it's a great way to do because then it's a tribute of all the different 
uh, époque, the, the, the different eras after him, sure. looking back and paying tribute to the repertoire he did. And uh, except the arrangements we had made, we tried to respect his style completely, which mm. is very difficult. Uh, Richard would call me and say, you're sure about that stuff in the left hand? I could put that yeah. in his Say, so, yeah, it's... Uh, yeah. But, and when I talked to Larry, uh, our pianist, Larry Fuller, at the beginning, I said, well, you know, we're going to do this concert. And they stopped me and said, well, you're not expecting me. <clears throat> said, you're not expecting me to play, uh, you know, uh, per note, uh, the Arctatum thing. <laughs> <clears throat> no, because he's an amazing pianist, Larry. Yeah. Well, he plays his style, right? Yeah. But he, I think he has a few surprises for us. I send him some surprises. Oh, I see a little bit of this. I see a little bit of that. So I'm very curious to see uh, where, where he's going to bring us because we put some piano features also in the Tatum arrangement. Mm. So we'll see how it, how it all winds Well, up. it should be said that, you know, you have an audience with Toledo Jazz Orchestra. They know what you guys do, mm. and this is not a far afield from what you do and have done in the past. So people True. that go there, they know what to expect. <clears throat> We're just putting this Art Tatum spin, you know, this hometown Toledo spin on mm-hmm the concert that you're offering and and the main point is everybody's going to have a good time because that's what it's about yeah. and speaking of a good time like my segue there <laughs> i have uh, another quiz for us this is an at quiz which you can guess what at stands for it stands for elaine trudeau oh, it also okay. stands for art tatum and it or also stands any for- theremin and any theremin, <laughs> it stands for a whole bunch of uh, different people in history, and I've picked a few of them out, and I'm just going to give you one clue, and you have to tell me who the AT is, okay? Oh, okay. So I hope you get this one right. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, what if what if Alain gets this wrong? Well, the, the, the first person to you're going to raise your hands, and I'll, I'll call on you. The first person who knows the answer to a quiz uh, question, okay? Oh. So I have some music for this as well. All right. Okay. This AT was another great conductor who was also a cellist. Okay, Elaine, you raise your... Arturo Toscanini. That's correct. This one is a famous mathematician who devised a test for artificial intelligence, which bears his name. Does anybody know what that is? Or who that is? Arturo Toscanini. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. The name, you've heard of the blank test. Obviously, it's his last name, so it starts with a T. Alan Turing, the Turing test. Okay, nobody got that one. Host of a popular game show for 37 seasons, who is? Alan Thicke. (laughs) <laughs> close you got one of the names right who is that's a clue right there who yeah is? we're working on it uh, <laughs> Alex it? Trebek oh. you were going to say that weren't you we're going to give it to her because I didn't answer in the form of a question I get it <laughs> yes exactly who is <laughs> Alex Trebek okay this is a 19th century opera composer best known for his opera based on Goethe Although he wrote a lot of operas, but probably the most popular one comes from Goethe's Wilhelm Meister. And it's a one-word title of the opera. And he's a French guy, so you should get this. Ambroise Bravo! Wow! (laughs) Ambroise Thomas, composer of the opera Mignon. Yeah, Mignon. Okay. 
My Here's favorite kind of filet. <laughs> I feel like we could just keep going with this, but I could only find like five of these. Okay. A pianist, a producer, a songwriter, and a recording artist who was the key architect of the New Orleans R&B sound in the 60s and 70s. Anybody familiar with the R&B of the 60s and 70s in New Orleans? Johnny and I are shaking our heads. You, you would probably know this name. I'll give you his first name. His first name is Alan. Alan T, obviously. <laughs> The answer is Alan Toussaint. Toussaint, right? Oh, Toussaint. Okay, <laughs> I got it. No, no, if no. I say it with a French accent, yeah. you'll 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 get it. Toussaint, yeah. Yeah. or Alan. not Toussaint? Got it. <laughs> <laughs> that is the question, right. indeed. All right, well. so Johnny won the quiz. All right. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> wow, yeah. you're just killing it today, Johnny. I, actually, <laughs> I don't I mean, think we should have Johnny on again. <laughs> It would have been Elaine, but Johnny is in, you know, Maroon's suit. I agree. So yeah. we, we had to pass it on to her. I'm just happy that nobody gave it to me as a pity gift. <laughs> I, I win my quizzes honestly, which means never. Yeah. <laughs> so, Elaine, let me ask you, is this the, the last concert for the season with the, the TJO? Uh, yes, for this season, this is our last concert. And we, we came out already with our program for next year. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's going to be another tribute concert, as we had uh, for, mm. for our Tatum. We had for uh, the same thing for Duke Ellington. But we have something completely different for next year. So maybe we talk about it and another yeah. uh, broadcast. We'll talk about it, yeah. definitely. And people can find out information about it at, at ToledoSymphony.com. Absolutely, yeah. And Toledo well. So, L.A., this is your first... Um, full season as artistic director at the TJ. I just would love to hear what your what your memories are and how your experience has been. You know, the TJ is a very special group. It's really a, a family. Uh, it's very different. The, um, the way of working is very different, of course, from a symphony orchestra. Uh, jazz orchestra, is, we don't work the same way. So, uh, but the, I, the one thing that they have in common is the sense of family, as I said. There's a sense, there's an experience, the experience within the orchestra and of playing together a lot. Uh, but what's interesting with the jazz orchestra, they don't play as often as the symphony, but they play in different groups all around. And the wealth of knowledge and of the tradition in the group, like, you know, our lead trumpet was, uh, Mikey was uh, 30 years, the lead trumpet of the Count Basie Orchestra. Yeah. You know, we have an, uh, we have people who playing in the Buddy Rich Orchestra yeah. with people. So they're all very, like, respected, famous in their own, you know, in their own individual career. And when they come together, uh, for those concerts, it's like an event for them that's, because it's five, six times a year. I mean, the symphony, we play 41 weeks, you know, but for them, it's like this moment of like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's make this really something that's, that's unique. And I think, the, um, you know, it, it takes a few concerts to, to get uh, more acquainted with everybody. Mm -hmm. Now I feel that I know everybody really well. I, yeah. I sensed that in, in the middle of our concert for the Duke Ellington concert, we really there's something that we went to another level, yeah. And the and the way of uh, knowing and trusting each other like that. So that that's wonderful. I mean, I've always had a very good uh, rapport with them, but yeah. you know, at the, with time, you know, you need opportunities. You know, time together, you know, for for the relationship to grow. So uh, we've done that this year, and I'm really looking forward to next year. Because then we're going to take it. This year was a wait, a moment to get to know each other. You sure. know, we're dating, <laughs> but now we know each other. And uh, I, when I, even when I pick the pieces, I know like what I want to uh, 
uh, underline in this piece or in that piece or the so uh, that was very important like uh, you know in the Duke Ellington program lots of alto and uh, so in this program you, you'll see there are different solos at different places everybody's a great soloist in the in the group also so it's uh, it's interesting that you can point at anybody in the band and you say okay you take a chorus which is a, a solo uh, moment you take a structure the you take so and they stand up they take they play their solo they're very happy to play their solo again it's like you know some people say baseball is a metaphor for America I think jazz is the greatest metaphor for for America you know yeah yeah spoken like a true Canadian <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> fantastic I just want to say what a pleasure it's been watching you kind of flex your muscle in jazz uh, when it comes to what you've done for this community just musically you know you've done so much for the symphony orchestra and uh, one of my favorite memories from the last season this past season is that first TJO concert uh, we were um, we were leaving the Franciscan Center, and your rapport with musicians was mm. so beautiful already. And it's just I, I, that foundation starting so beautifully um, just grows. So it's been marvelous to watch. Well, I'm thanks. very proud of you. <laughs> oh. Well, folks, I have a chance to, to see the Jazz Orchestra and Elaine Trudell in action. It's happening uh, this Saturday, uh, May 6th at 8 o'clock p.m., Toledo Museum of Art Paris style, the Toledo Jazz Orchestra with pianist Larry Fuller. The name of the program is The Art of Art, Art Tatum, a great pianist from Toledo. And we have a great pianist from Toledo also in Larry Fuller performing on the concert. You can find more information at toledosymphony.com. You can also call the box office at 419-246-8000. This program is a production of WGTE Public Media in collaboration with our sponsor, the Toledo Symphony, with generous support from the Rita Barber Kern Foundation. You can download episodes as a podcast by going to our website at wgte.org lab. You can also subscribe to us through your podcast app of choice, including Apple, Google, and Spotify podcasts. And don't forget to check out all the upcoming events at the Symphony, including their new season. You can find that at their website, ToledoSymphony.com, and their various social media outlets on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can find the TSO streaming platform online. That's at stream.artstoledo.com. My thanks to Elaine Trudell, Zach Vassar, and our special guest who didn't know that she was going to be on the program but did a wonderful job. That would be Johnny Widener. Thanks to all of you for joining us today. I'm Brad Cresswell. You've been listening to Toledo Symphony Lab from FM 91.